from the new recording lair located deep beneath the Wine and Spirit Store in Ephrata, Pennsylvania. You're listening to the Masonic Light Podcast. Studio 665 presents Masonic Light Podcast. This show is recorded by Masons, for Masons, and is for entertainment purposes only. And please, no wagering. This podcast is not endorsed by any Grand Lodge, and the ridiculous ramblings of the hosts are their own. And now, here's your host. Yay! Hi, everybody. (laughs) It's Masonic Light Podcast, episode number 154. Is it? Wait, really? Yeah. Yes, that's what it says. That's one five four. All right, and if you don't believe in whiteboards, you're just not trying. That's right. <laughs> so uh, we have a full house tonight. It's great to have the studio uh, full tonight. We've got a great guest, uh, David Newell, uh, member of Effort Lodge number six hundred and sixty-five in this very building, the best lodge. Yeah, well, and at least in Ephrata. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. <so laughs> uh, we're looking forward to, to talking to David as we go forward tonight, but uh, we've got Larry, we've got Jack, we've got Josh, I'm Tim, and we have as our guest host for the two episodes in April, Jake Young. Now you're committed. Nice to be here, guys. Yes, good to have you back. So, uh, as we usually begin, uh, let's go around the horn and talk about what we've been doing Masonically. Larry, you'll be the shortest one of the night, so get close to the mic and tell us. Uh, must I really get close to the mic? I want a yes, swing arm still. so I can bring it to me. We need to change it. Put here. it on your chest. It's on my chest. No. Goose uh, <laughs> and Gridiron last Thursday will be this Thursday again. Tall Cedars Executive Board meeting on Tuesday. Last week. Yeah. Yeah, last week. Hey, Larry. Cigar and beer at uh, what? Larry, look at the mic, right? Larry, yeah. Yeah, Stop looking at us and look at the microphone. Can you can you elaborate on the Goose and Gridiron? Where it happens and when? It happens every Thursday. Uh, Actually, I think for the past fifteen years, if I'm not mistaken. Have they brought you breakfast yet? Yeah, they have. Okay. Every 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 breakfast every every uh, Thursday, at Square Mile Cafe in Mountville, beautiful downtown Mountville. If you haven't been to Mountville, at what time, Larry? At what time? Uh, nine, nine o'clock in details, the morning. Details, buddy. We yeah, need details. Nine o'clock in the morning. All right. Yeah. So I encourage everybody to crash the joint yeah. next Thursday and have like three hundred people there. To <laughs> yeah. I did that once, and there were a bunch, and it was a rough day. <laughs> it was sad. Yeah. Get your order in early. Sounds so what like, else? Anything else? That's it. All right, Jack. Um, I actually wrote it down, Tim. Oh, I'm, I'm so proud of I'm you. I'm like adulting here. I'm it's so awesome. proud of you. Yeah. Um, I do. As In addition to my regular instruction, um, I spoke uh, recently to the uh, Lehigh Valley Joshua Association, which is an association of people who have served as um, uh, uh, most, uh, high priest in, yeah. um, in Royal Arch Chapter. Um, spoke with them about the the meaning of the color of the veils. Okay, um, that was pretty well received. Um, quite a room. I expected you know fifteen or twenty people. There were over a hundred. Wow! So that was kind of cool. 
That um, raises your anxiety level a little. Yeah, well, especially there were some big guns in the mm-hmm. room, too. <laughs> <laughs> Past Grand High everything. Uh-huh. Um, I spoke yesterday at Brownstone Lodge, number 666. Ooh, the one after. The one after us by a matter of a week, yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, spoke to them on the subject of the seven liberal arts. That was very well received. Um, special thanks to Don Kramer, the worshipful master up there. He was um, just he, they did they did fantastic work. Uh, I'm I'm not seeing I'm not used to seeing work done as well as that was. It was Blueprint Pennsylvania Masonry, and Good. they did a great job. Uh, so um, kudos to them. Um, I also um, had a Cincinnati Council meeting, and this is something that we can talk about sometime if you want to. But the subject of mentoring came up. Imagine that. And uh, and there was this all big thing about mentoring, and we need to mentor, and there's mentoring, and we've got to mentor, and we need mentors. And, and I said, hang on, pump the brakes. You're talking now about who's going to be mentor uh, and, and lodge education guy after the current guy walks away. Five years ago, there was no current guy. And now you're talking about backfilling his position. So let's just pump the brakes a little bit and, and consider how far we've come. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is where I think, you know, I think the curve is bending. And we're, we're developing a different kind of, of Freemasonry, and mm-hmm. I think it's a good thing for everybody. And um, I think it's important to acknowledge there are a lot yes, of lodges doing yes, that. Yes. There are still some behind, and we need to help those. But I believe they're being dr- pulled forward. I 100% and Pulled agree. up. Um, and, and 100% that's, And that's terrific. Um, I had a, um, and, and then um, lastly, I, I helped out at the Zembo uh, Shrine Circus. Uh, I, I recently joined Shrine, and, and I've, I've thrown my name around for things to do. And uh, Mike Smith, who we've had on the show, past potentate, called me and said, hey, you want to you wanna sell merchandise at the Shrine Circus? And I said, well, hell yeah, I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I seem to remember like a big red nose yeah, and there's some a, paint. There's a cute and, picture on my Facebook post yeah. uh, page or whatever. So did the clown unit uh, No, they're not. No, 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 nobody recruits anybody in trying. Okay. Yeah. You put your name on a list. Call me now. Uh-huh. And never. Okay. It just won't. But All right, Shrine, get your act I'm, together. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that's, that's, my, um, that's my opening around the horn all right so on to dave dave well i managed to get around the district a bit i went to uh, millersville i like going there they have a nice dinner usually a shirik and i did go to ron carson's grandmother's uh funeral service mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. columbia excellent mm-hmm. uh, apparently columbia lodge almost adopted her they did a lot for her they would deliver groceries make sure she was all right <laughs> you know, I guess because uh, she raised Ron, from what I understand, she did, yeah. yeah. And uh, we have Ephrata had a meeting the other night, and we have an entered apprentice degree tomorrow night. Awesome, yeah, that's great. We'll also have two thirds later on this month. Oh, good, very good, excellent. Love it when lodges have multiple degrees to confer in a month. That's great. The work's great. Oh, Brother Jacob Young. Oh, oh, you did. You did. Boy, following up a lead balloon. Really? That's, uh, Come on, Jake. Bring us, next. Bring us back. Right. Well, um, <laughs> get up on that mic. I'm going to be trying to get to some of the stuff here at Ephrata. It's uh, a lot closer to my house than Millersville, where I'm currently attending. I've been doing the Blue Lodge thing. Went to Grotto last month. I uh, saw Tim for a 
lovely prime rib dinner, which is yeah. everyone remembers from my last show, yeah, is my the favorite. prime rib episode. My Ooh. favorite cut of meat. Um, <laughs> and that's about it. You guys have been there for everything I've been doing. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, there you go. It's good to, good to, always good to see it stuff. So, Josh, what have you been up to? Uh, you know, just mixing the podcast, not much else. A very important job. Yeah. And you do a great job on that. And unfortunately, job Josh's job has him tied up wow. and away from a lot of Masonic activities. Uh, but, uh, Jay's what, in there. Yep. What, what we, people don't know is our, our whole system crashed. And we're doing double takes this and This is take two. Larry, this is take on. three or four. Don't be Shh. telling how the sausage gets <laughs> made. Larry, don't, don't tell all our see behind the curtain. But we generally Stop. don't turn start until 7.30 anyway. Turn, turn his mic off. All right. <laughs> So what have I Thanks been for there? that cornbread. Yeah, right. <laughs> so on the 28th, I was at uh, Robert Burns Lodge Banquet. Uh, it was very nice. There was no controversy this year, which was great. Did. I thought we did you already. No. No. Oh, God. Larry. Have another. Have another. <laughs> <laughs> help me make Good it Lord, help us all. Um Eureka West Shore Lodge number 302 Mechanicsburg held its April stated meeting, uh, which was awesome. Uh, it was an official visit. We had a lodge full of people. We had the District 3 Oyster Night uh, and made some money for the scholarship fund. Let me tell you something. If I'm going to get seafood, uh huh, I want to go to Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. There you go. Absolutely. Right out of the Susquehanna. <laughs> Susquehanna oysters are a delicacy in all yes, parts of the are. world. Just they a half indeed. a mile from Three Mile Isle. Yeah. On the 6th of April, um, I was part of the degree team uh, made up of three uh, chapters uh, from Harrisburg, Carlisle, and Harrisburg. Uh, we conferred the most excellent master degree on 17 candidates. Um, they will all be receiving their royal arch degree next month. Um, and let's see. Oh, on um, Palm Sunday, which was April the 9th, the Big Valley of Harrisburg uh, had a uh, production of the Passion Play, uh, which was very well done. It's the first time in about four years, I think, that they had done that, and it was very well done. And, of course, now all eyes in the Scottish Rite world turn to reunion season, where all of these valleys are getting their, what are they called, Larry, plays? Plays. <laughs> Ready? So, uh, yeah, so that's been about it. Um why don't we take a quick break, and we'll be back with our guest, David Newell. God help me. <laughs> Why choose George J. Grove & Sons for your next home improvement project? At George J. Grove & Sons, we've built our reputation on quality and trust for more than 50 years. For planning to materials to installation, George J. Grove promises a home improvement experience second to none. Whether your goal is reducing energy costs, decreasing maintenance, updating curb appeal, or simply increasing the value of your home, the George J. Grove team will recommend and provide solutions that stand the test of time. Call 717-393-0859 for an estimate or visit us at georgejgrove.com.
and we're back with uh, Brother David Newell. And b- before I go any further, if anybody out there in listener land would like to contribute like a half a dozen squeakless chairs <laughs> that, can, that we can use in the studio, because all of these chairs squeak like crazy, and uh, it's driving Josh mad. <clears throat> It's like being um, in the hold of a ship. <laughs> it's just it's, it's like being in the hold of a ship. We'll uh, we'll talk a little bit about that later. Yeah, we will. Uh, but David, uh, David, Sorry. David, um, you're a member of Effort Lodge, is that correct? I am. And when was the last time you were at Effort Lodge? The other night. What is this? An interrogation? <laughs> <laughs> just like good grief. Do we need to read him his rights? I deny the allegations of the alligator. <laughs> All right. What time did you so, arrive at the book so, depository? But, 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 <laughs> oh, you were, but you were not made a mason in Africa. Where where did you start your Masonic career? Cornerstone Lodge, number 227, Linden, New Jersey. Linden, New Jersey. My the father's The garden lodge. spot of the garden spot. Uh, no, if the U.S. ever needs an enema, that's where <laughs> <laughs> What exit is that off of? Oh, 12 or 13. 12 and 13. Absolutely. There you go. Everything right. in New Jersey is measured by exits off right. the... Uh, so what, what what brought you to the fraternity? What, My why? father was a Mason. father? And then yeah, he was raised in 1945. Cool. But like most of the guys in his era, never said a word. Right. Mm-hmm. Not until I was older and knew something about Masonry did I quiz him. So you went to him and asked, what was this all about, this thing you're doing? Yeah, I was 30-some-odd years old or 40 years old. Nice. Nice. So you joined in New Jersey, and then you you were actually very busy traveling for your work. What was it that you did for work? I worked for a company that made model trains. I just think that's so cool. Isn't that cool? (laughs) My my old European mother freaked. Is Uh, that any kind of a job for a grown man? Uh, Do Do you mind saying what company? Atlas. Atlas. Atlas Model Railroad Company and then uh, Aristocraft. We made garden railways, big stuff. Oh, cool. So you would think we would make something in the United States? Uh No. The saddest day I had was taking a company to China. Ooh. Ooh. And how long ago was that? I mean, that was Uh, early on, right? In the 80s. Oh, really? I started going to China in 1985. It was the first plane after Nixon got back, right? (laughs) Just about, yeah. What should we take over there? Hmm, Take some trains. trains. That'd be cool. Well, the company we did business with, uh, Sandakan, Mr. Ting had 18,000 Chinese employees. Holy cow. Making trains for 50 or 60 companies around the world. Wow. Uh, he was a contract manufacturer. So he knew what he was doing. So he, yeah. was he making trains for all your competitors as well? Sure. We all knew. We Absolutely. all used to meet over there over dinner. Oh, know? that's funny. So um, how uh, – and I know I'm just I'm, – I'm walking you right into the story. Yeah, so, okay. Because I know the story. So, um, so how did Freemasonry uh, uh, come into your working life, Dave? Well – I never wore a ring or a pin when I went out of the country because you just don't know. And in China, it is very, very illegal. One time I forgot and I had my ring on and they looked at me at the border and I quickly took the ring off and he smiled and waved me in. (laughs) But I had a friend who uh, worked for a very, very large engineering company who built power plants all around the world. And he was in Beijing dickering for a new power plant, you know, several billion dollars. This is 30-some-odd years ago. And, of course, he didn't have a ring or a pin, except he forgot he had his forget-me-not on. But who knows what the forget-me-not is but another Mason. After the meeting with these high-party officials, a young engineer walked over and said, I see you go to light, sir. What did you say? 
I, I see what you're wearing, and I know what it is. And my friend figured he was in deep trouble. But no. Well, do you want to go to Lodge? Are you kidding? This is Beijing, China. It's illegal. You're right. So he said yes. And they picked him up at his hotel. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Larry's having a stroke over here. We've set, we've set a trap under the table. <laughs> okay. We have, we, have, we have about 700 miles of excess cord. Yeah. And uh, we've just bound our guest up uh, to the ankles. And we're going to have to wrap him in saran wrap and to take him to the landfill, I think. It's uh, I apologize, Dave. But that's Sorry, Dave. It's, it's fine. fine. So it's fine. continue. My yes. friend said he doesn't, didn't know what possessed him, but he said, yes, I'd like to go to Lodge. They picked him up in the evening, drove to the old part of Beijing to a grocery store, into the store, through the store, through a curtain into the back, down the stairs into the basement, a door opens, and he's in a lodge. Sitting in the lodge are two of the party officials he's been dealing with. Wow. That's cool. The meeting is over, and one came over to him and said, On the square, my brother. Uh, yeah. Was that a good presentation? Was it worthwhile? He said, Yeah, that's the best we can do. All right, it's yours. Wow. Nice. That's nice. You know, it's, you never know. Yeah. You don't. But you've had some other experiences traveling. You've been all over. You, you mentioned Brazil. I was in Brazil, and once again, I, you know, I didn't know Brazil, the world's largest seriously Roman Catholic country. And I've been shown around a railroad yard, and the engineer bent over, and a square and compass came out of his pocket. So I said, "Oh, Hiram, what did you say?" <laughs> Hiram a biff. They dragged me off to lodge that night. Nice. And their ritual is very similar to New York and New Jersey. Unlike Pennsylvania. Ah, <laughs> oh, there it is. There it is. One is not better than the other. They're just different, right? That, just, that's correct. It's fundamentally different. Um, but what, what was it that surprised you the most when you came and, and started really working Pennsylvania Masonry? Well, the ritual is so short. <laughs> True. Uh, for example, in New Jersey, to do a Master Mason degree, it takes 25 men in about two and a half hours to do the entire Hiram legend. Then, which I, which I still think is criminal, Pennsylvania doesn't do the middle chamber lecture. It explains everything. Personal opinion. Yes, it does. You know. And an encouragement to all Pennsylvania Freemasons. Read it. Go to New Jersey or Maryland or some border state and go watch a second degree. That is correct. Yeah. It's a, it, yeah. That's the senior deacon's rite of passage. Yep. You know. Tells the lodge he's ready to really go up. So you lived in New Jersey pretty much your whole life. Yes, I did. Until you moved to Pennsylvania. Yeah, 11 years ago. So how, how, did, how did Freemasonry affect your move to Pennsylvania? I went to every lodge I could find. I, you know, every lodge in this county, several in Chester counties, just visiting. You know, because in New Jersey, we visit. It's de rigueur. Here, I can't get anybody to visit usually. I've gotten a couple of people to travel with me. My favorite traveling companion has passed away. That was, uh, oh, what was his name? <laughs> Real close friend. My favorite guy. <laughs> no, I'm old. I forget. I things. love this son of a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Hiram. Hiram Richards. Hiram. Oh, oh I remember. Yeah. He came here many times. Yeah, I used to drag him all over the place. He loved it. How can you forget Hiram? Come on. Really? You know? Jeepers. <laughs> For God's sake, I'm going to be 84 in three months. <laughs> so, you, so you traveled all around to find a lodge to land in effort. It was the best you could do, huh? Yeah, it's the best I could do. <laughs> 
damn right. I know. It's a good lodge. Yeah, it is. It's friendly, and that's the big thing. Well, you know, I'll be blunt. <laughs> Come on, Jake. Do it. Uh, no, I'll, I'll be blunt. Right now, I am the only active Jewish mason in Lancaster County that I know of. I'm but, staying all the way out of this no, area. Wow. I am staying yeah. all no, the way out. You know, bluntly speaking, you know, you come to Lancaster County. Oh, so glad to meet you. What church do you belong to? Well, that's Lancaster County. You know, that's not Mason. So, I'm, you know, I was gun shy. Mm-hmm. And Ephrata had the relationship with that lodge in Maryland with a substantial Jewish mm-hmm. group. So mm-hmm. I said, I'm safe. <laughs> you, you laugh. My synagogue has a full-time professional armed guard. Wow. That's, that's so unfortunate. Sadly, that's... Right. Un, that's so, yeah. and, you know, this is... Why did I join Ephrata? Mm-hmm. Other than the fact it's a great lodge, you know? Mm-hmm. But really... Um, in know, today, today, it's crazy out there. Have you found a... I mean, all jokes aside here, have you found that to be a challenge in the craft? That no. people aren't welcoming? Okay. No. Okay. Not anywhere I've been. Good. That is good. Yeah. You know, and I, I, I mean, I've experienced that. I mean, here's, you know, late middle-aged fat white guy yeah. talking here, so, you know, qualify everything. But I, I know I know several Jewish brothers. I, I know several gay brothers. I know mm. several black brothers. Um, and to, to a number, I don't think any of them has ever been, um, you know, har- harassed mm. or anything. I, I, it just isn't done. It no, just, I, haven't it's, found, it's, I haven't found it so. Well, I think the, your, the challenge that you laid out, I think, is important, though. It's how we approach someone who may be a little different than, our, than we, we've experienced. And so the question perhaps shouldn't be what church do you go to? <laughs> but rather, you know, another question. Like, this is Lancaster County. Yeah, I that, understand. That is, yeah. If, I you're, understand. if your ninth great-grandmother's not buried here, I you're know. a foreigner. Oh, yes, exactly. Just, I get it. One of, one of the Mine funny, is not. So. <laughs> one, of, one of the funniest things, I will not mention the lodge. I went to visit. One of the old guys got down, looked me right in the eye and said, we don't like outsiders. Ooh. And I said, thank you, my brother. But that's outsiders. That's any outsider, <laughs> yeah, right? right? Anybody that's not a member here. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. <sighs> well, that's a bummer. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't recall, I don't think, as I'm, as I'm reflecting back on this scenario, I don't recall that anybody mentioned in the opening about the work detail that happened on April 1st. No, we have not. Are we going to do that do, later? Well, we can do I don't want to do it right now. I don't want to okay. interrupt Davey. Right. Well, Seems to be on a roll. Right okay. Now. I thought this might be connected in some I just, way. No. So. Well, just only because of, of people feeling welcoming and right. doing let's, the things let's that, come back that, to that Masons should do. But um, So um, you have no intention of ever having an office anywhere, and no one cares. Right. Right. No one. We. Everybody right. loves Dave because <laughs> Dave is just everywhere all at once. Yeah. Hi He's there, like, waving the flag. Yeah. You know. Um, so, as a as an as an ambassador for Freemasonry in in Pennsylvania, um, do you have any aspirations for anything beyond just being a cool guy and going visit? Not really. I was I was in New Jersey. I was the chaplain for years. Okay. <laughs> and we had a man. It was our tradition that after installation, all of the officers had breakfast with on the Sunday with the incoming master 
And he smiled and looked around and said, get ready. Ready for what? Every one of you is going to do a degree from the East this year. And we did. Oh. Wow. Nice. Cool. So I did a second degree. Cool. Nice. That's a high bar. Yeah. yeah. But, you know. <coughs> well, why don't we take a quick break? All right. And we will come back with our guest, David Newell. Cool. As far back as the mid-1800s, records exist describing the pre-meaning tradition of brethren smoking cigars during and after gatherings. To this day, the practice of smoking cigars remains very much alive in many lodges. This custom is considered a time for brethren to relax, exchange ideas, and enjoy the simplicity and fellowship that is the very essence of our brotherhood. This is what Hireman Solomon Cigars is all about. Our starting principles are to bring Masonic brethren together in the harmony of a good cigar. Pull up a chair, sit back, light up any of our premium cigars, and enjoy the history. Hireman Solomon Cigars can be found at fine cigar retailers. For a complete list, visit HiremanSolomonCigars.com or check them out on social media to find out when they'll be at a live event near you. Hireman Solomon Cigars is pleased to be the official cigar of the Masonic Light Podcast. And we're back with our guest, David Newell. Uh, David, before the break, you mentioned that you um, spent a career in uh, trains. I did. Talk a little bit about that, because everybody loves good train stories. Well, I came out of the Army. And I got a job in a big insurance company, and I went back to school at night getting more degrees. At age 40, I figured, I hate it. Little little cubicle, you know? (laughs) So they said, you're going to Houston. I said, I hate Houston. How long for this time? Oh, no, you're going to Houston. Five minutes later, I was unemployed. I could do that because I was between wives. Ah, Uh, there you go. Bit of freedom there, huh? Yeah, so anyway, I went (laughs) back home and... Went to my friend's hobby shop, and he said, oh, good, run it for me. And I did for two years. And I got to meet a lot of people, and one day the phone rang, and a fellow named Stephen Schaffen, who owned the Atlas Model Railroad Company, said, I've heard about you. You want to come in for an interview? And that was that. So I went to work for him. And the first thing you learn is how to sweep the floor. As in all good jobs, As right? As it should be. Yeah. Everybody so do it- almost anything. It's not directly related to trains, but it's sort of adjacent to it. I grew up doing uh, model gaming. Okay. So uh, small-scale strategy games and things like that. And um, the miniatures were easy to come by. You could find the little warfighting figurines for whether you're doing historical or science fiction or fantasy. But what you always had trouble with was terrain. And so where we would go is we'd go to the model train shops and buy up all the terrain pieces and features. And you can build fantastic maps right. out of the stuff you guys are putting out. Right. It's, you know, it's like a giant moving diorama. You know? Exactly. So you did it all. You did the trains, the tracks, the Yeah. Uh, basically, what I, I wound up doing was – I'm not an engineer, but I wound up designing the trains. Okay. Um, I'm a practical model railroader. I okay. know how fast they should go, what kind of motors we want. What kind of gear ratios to make it all work? How many wheels should pick up electricity? Things like that. So I would talk to my boss, and we would decide what's next. And then I would go find one and start taking 500 pictures. You know, I was climbing up on top of a locomotive 
And I looked around and I said, I'm 65 years old. What the hell am I doing? You know? <laughs> it's a long way to the ground. Did you ever make any sort of historical scenes or things that were, you know, trying to model reality into something? No, no, this, is, this is not reality. Some people, <laughs> we, we call them rivet counters. I mean, everything will be exact. Well, who's going to pay for that? You know, somebody's got to paint that rivet. Yeah, yeah. I was at a, a Civil War reenactment at Gettysburg one time, and there was an argument uh, off to the side between two factions that were arguing about whether or not this guy's uh, tarp should be allowed in the camping site because it had three quarter inch grommets, and it in 1864 they only had three three eighth inch grommets, and that grommet is too big, and you're not allowed to have that thing here, and get that thing out of here, brr. and it, it was just hysterical arguing about the size of a grommet. Well, let's train people. Uh, well, but de- de- you know, the, to take the other side of that, detail matters. Yeah, it, it does. really does, and especially if you're trying to do a reenactment, the the weakest link is the guy going good enough. Mm. I, I, I got your detail right here <laughs> <laughs> so and i would take all of this information plans if i yeah. could get them and you know sit down with the engineers in china and you know discuss it and then i would go home and a month or so later we would get a quote but the reason you really have to go to china is before shipment is open boxes uh yeah and make sure you're getting what you've paid for mm-hmm. No, the company we dealt with was very good, very honorable. Some are not. Yeah. So um, looking at training today, how has it changed since when you first got into it? It's too expensive. Yeah? It's got all of this new electronic stuff that an 18-year-old kid can't afford. Okay. So it's lost its uh, appeal Based on cost. The pro- yeah, I, I go to a train show. I'm the youngest one there. Wow. It's priced its future out of the market. Yeah. Basically, yeah, yeah, it has. <laughs> so my pastor at church actually uh, sells buildings for trains. Okay. And so he has like a second career of going to all these train shows around and taking special orders. And people will bring them pictures of the houses they grew up in. Yep. And he'll create that for them or they'll do an overhead view of a city that they lived in and he'll develop that for their train set and stuff but and he has said the same thing that you know it is it's older than freemasonry you know well the, uh, the, you know the big money is bought into the model train business it yeah. used to be basically a cottage industry or small manufacturers not anymore you know um the big banks and hedge funds own most of the companies around the world now. Lionel yeah. is owned by a, a, I think, a hedge fund. Wow, that's that's too bad. Jake, you had a question that you were. Uh... Oh, I'm nope. just sitting here, man. Okay. <laughs> Jack, jump in here. Larry, what are you doing? He's checking the Phillies score. He's checking, his, <laughs> he's checking his cornbread. They he's can't even beat the sorry fish. <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. My apologies to all the Marlins fans. No, you know what? I'm not apologizing to the Marlins <laughs> fans out there. I'm a Phillies fan and proud of it. There you go. Uh, so you, you do a lot of travel. It was funny because um, when we were talking about tonight's episode, um, I didn't recognize your name. And so I said to Larry, do I know this person? And he goes, oh, I'll bet you do. Uh, he goes, you've attended a lot of lodges in the first Masonic district. 
And I went, okay, yeah. He goes, well, this guy's been to all of them. He goes, he travels all over the place. And sure enough, you know, we walk into the restaurant tonight. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I know this guy. Yeah. Um, so regarding your travels around, talk a little bit about some of those travels both in the district, outside of the district. Well, both elsewhere. in and out of the district, no matter where I've been, it's always been welcome. Uh-huh. And that's the biggest thing I find uh, about the attraction in masonry. You always have a friend. Mm-hmm. Which was why, in you know, when train real trains were going, there were most of the trainmen were masons. Mm-hmm. They could always find a friend at the end of the line. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool. You know, even in the days of the wild, wild west, there was always a lodge. That's true. You know, always a lodge. Look at some of the old ghost towns, and there was always a lodge there. What was it? They said most, the, the order of buildings was uh, church. It was a, Tavern, which then meant lodge, and then jail, jail and banks, <laughs> boot hill, yeah, something like it. that. The Scots, well, yeah, yeah, the Scots would build a kirk and a bank and a jail. I thought the brothel lodge. was in there somewhere. Well, that's no, part no. of the bar. That's part of the ah, tavern. gotcha yeah. saloon. We don't yes, talk gotcha. about that. Yeah. We don't talk about that. <laughs> so, in in your travels, David, I'll I'll let you if you want to tell the story, um, please do. Um, but uh, over dinner, we were talking about things and. And um, Dave's wife passed away uh, several months ago. Oh, yeah. And uh, the service was remarkable. Um, It was at a a little cemetery tucked away in a corner of Lancaster that I didn't even know had a cemetery in it. And and before the the ceremony started, we're all under this little tent. And and the rabbi says, and I'm going to – do you want to tell this? Go ahead. You're good. You're good. You remember so, it better than I do. So the <laughs> rabbi gets up and he and he looks at his book and he says, "Wait a minute, before I start, I got to ask a question. How many of you here are here because of the synagogue and your relationship to these people?" And and about a third of the hands went up, and and there was a there was a good crowd. There's probably a 150 people. Yeah. And he says. And, uh, and how many of you are here because of the Masons? And about half the audience yeah. raised, their, raised <laughs> their hands. And I just thought that is such a beautiful thing because you've done it right. And they all know you and they all wanted to express their love for you by being there for you on that day. And let me tell you, I appreciated it and I still appreciate it. It was just such a cool moment yeah. that the rabbi even knew that like, <laughs> what's going on here? <laughs> It was it was very yeah. cool. Um, so um, I, I'm not sure where to go from here. Um, usually, I have clever questions for guests, um, but I, I know so much about you that I it's it's hard to even ask the questions because I know the answers already. Yeah, but I don't. Well, ask. Go ahead. Ask. Yeah. Um, I just told the story tonight. Uh, my daughter was. Uh, out in Idaho and her yeah. car broke down. So it was getting fixed. The mechanic towed it in and she saw he had a Masonic ring on. She said, oh, my father's a Mason. He looked, yeah, where? And told him. Uh, about half an hour later, his wife showed up and took her off to dinner. <laughs> That's great. But, you know, and the obligation, it goes beyond just us. It really Absolutely. does. My wife once asked me, do you really believe all of those oaths and obligations? And I said, yes, I do. She said, good. 
That's great. <laughs> That's great. So that actually takes us to a, a part of this that I think um, Tim really wanted to talk about, and that was our, our friend Pete yeah. um, passed away, and there was um, uh, an outreach from his lodge, uh, Lambert, Lambert, Lamberville. Lam- I can't even say it. Millersville, Millersville Lodge. Lamberville. <laughs> Lamberville Lodge. Lamberton Millersville, yeah. Um, and uh, and there was a huge work crew. T- um, Tim, well, actually, Dave, you were there. Tell us what you... Yeah, I was at, I was at Lodge uh, last week. Uh, and they were talking about, it was a big work party that went out to the house. You know, she needed work. His widow needed work. And everybody responded. And I understand that even... Uh, one of the fraternities from the, the college went to. Larry, tell us about that. You were there. Yeah. You was, were on the scene. Larry was in charge All of... All things are he as was in they charge were in communications. you are there. <clears throat> no, actually, Larry Hudson, past master of Millersville, did all the real work. I just, yes, he did. Yeoman's work. I just started something, that's all. And it took off from there. Yep. It only we had to be had, said... We had 26 people show that's great 26 brothers we had seven members from acacia fraternity in millersville university they showed up worked the whole day uh we had uh, on top of that another 16 brothers from harrisburg from throughout the county that actually showed up now they did did D. Malay come, or was that? Am I thinking of the Acacia no, Lodge? They, I don't remember. Okay, it's the Acacia fraternity. It was the Acacia fraternity. Fraternity, yeah. And I mean, they did mulching, they did pruning, they mowed the lawn, they did tree work. I mean, they did an amazing job. Didn't yeah. they even pick up a rug? Yeah, well, we we had a crew assigned to uh, doing landscaping. What, was there anyone rolled up in it? No. He <laughs> no. was, was not that we know of. We, I think there were, and we had three guys working in the basement pulling the rug up with masks and uh, things from our old podcast, I believe. <laughs> I'm sure. It never and, happened. Uh, we had a crew that worked in the garage, basically tall seaters. We got things out of there. We actually parked. When it was all over, that garage was spotless. We parked Jeep's, uh, yeah, Pete's Jeep in the garage, got it out of the driveway. Uh, it was an amazing event. We got out of there about 3 o'clock. So the two pictures I saw of you, you had your eyes closed. <laughs> <laughs> I got there, and those bozos wouldn't let me do anything. Oh, my gosh. To walk around and act like Darn them. Well, no, nobody wanted no. to carry Larry. But That's I'm, it. I'm, I'm going to say, Larry Hudson did one terrific job. He's he a great guy. He really did. He's that's a really great, great guy. guy. And there's a ton took, of guys that, that stepped up. And that's oh, great. yeah. Larry Hudson is now, the one guy who, no matter where I run into him, no matter what I'm doing, he always has a grip and a hug and a how you doing, brother, yes. and he yep. is just – it's all genuine with him. Larry yeah. Hudson is a great guy. And I wanted to bring this up because that is exactly what a lodge should be doing. Correct. Um, and we need to encourage more of that. Uh, exactly. We need to reach out, uh, not just when people pass, but reach out to some of our um, older folks and some of our people who aren't able to get out and – I think uh, it's an example that uh, a lot of us could follow. Well, Larry, you got it's, yeah, more? it's interesting you say that because Stephanie, Pete's wife, was unbelievably appreciative for what we what we did. She help. was a little nervous ahead of time. She, she did not was. want to kegger. So yeah, Larry, um, <laughs> Larry, uh, like, put this on every social media outlet known to man, <laughs> and she called and said. Um, 
I hope I don't have a kegger breakout. Um, <laughs> she is, the, but she is the she is she's the nicest person in the world. Yep. We, my grandfather and I, I couldn't make the actual work day, yeah. uh, but the Saturday before, my grandfather and my grandfather has an orchard outside of Millersville. Uh, he's re- long since retired from it, but you know, I grew up with hundreds of trees taken care of. So we came out and attended to the fruit trees, did some pruning, checked out some of the stuff. I'm going to go back and just continue to care for that. But as we're going to leave, she offers us both each a Ziploc bag of frozen peaches. And we're both, no, we can't, we can't. She goes, oh, I insist. No, no, we have 30 or 40 trees at home. We, <laughs> we, have, we have 70 quarts of canned peaches in the basement. Trust me, we can't possibly take these back. But she is the most, just the most genuine person, yeah, and uh, she's dealt is. with this yeah. so great. Well, not only that, too, it reminds me that the, the, that week, uh, the Tall Cedars in, 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 uh, in, in Lancaster, held a, an appreciation dinner for the widows of past tall cedars. And we had several, we had seven ladies show up for that. And we got them, uh, we got them flowers in the vase and really made a, I had a couple widow jokes. There are jokes out there about widows and they were pretty darn good. Mm. And we had a great program and the, every one of them loved what we did. We got to the point now where our tall cedars forest is actually inviting these ladies to various functions and make them part of what we do. So One of the things that I would urge our lodges to also consider, um, as we know, Pete and Stephanie are both younger than pretty much almost everybody around this table. Yeah. Um, hey. Whoa. And, well, okay. I said almost. <laughs> you have an old soul. You have Don't an worry. old soul. That's right. Um, no, I need new shoes. When, when the spouse of someone younger passes sometimes that remaining spouse doesn't necessarily feel comfortable being lumped in with what we would consider widows among freemasonry so i would just urge you back to your point earlier about the way in which you engage people who you may not be familiar with uh asking a particular question in a less threatening way or in a more sensitive way um a lot of times can go a long way with that individual. I think part of that comes to reaching out to people who might need something because then you can tune it to what they individually need. Yes. Whereas and if you just say, we have this thing at the lodge, you should come. We're coming to mow your Come yard. to us. Come to us. That right. It doesn't work and when you say come to us. Stephanie knew that because yes. she and Pete had had that conversation and yeah. she said very, very clearly, I really need help with the yard. Can you get a couple guys to come out and help with the yard? And, of course, you get a, a platoon of people to come out. Um, but she knew to ask. Right. You know, because, you know, the first lesson you're taught in Freemasonry is ask. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, most, most of the time, people don't want to ask. Right. So if you're going to help, if you really want to help, just bloody do something. Yeah. Go you ahead. don't have to ask. Just, you know, see something that needs done and just do it. But that, know, that is still groceries the, or dinner or well, whatever. And, that is still uh, the weakest side, though, of Freemasonry oh, that I terrible. see. Is it that is, we we wait for everybody to come to us, and and that's not that's not going to work. No, it doesn't. It, it, historically, it hasn't. My daughter, who lives in Berks County, listened to Pete's last show, mm-hmm. and she said how eloquently he talked about just do it. Just do it. Mm-hmm. He had they had people they knew a lady that came every other day to. 
clean dog poop out of their yard. Mm -hmm. She never asked for thank you. She showed up, she cleaned, and she left. Yep. Didn't Larry, need recognition. To your mic. Just did that. Microphone, Larry. Microphone. And, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. Did, is that, you got that? Yeah, and see, I can talk. I can talk and look at you and not worry about that microphone. And if we had swing arms, it would be so much easier. Oh! <laughs> You'd be anyway. talking on the side of it. Yeah. Shame. Anyway, <laughs> uh, she, Pete, Pete, Described that, and, and it was right. You know, just go do it. Correct. That was Pete's philosophy. And that's, and go that's do what it. we don't do. So. Yeah. so many of you have inquired, and we've posted this on our uh, social media channels, but on Sunday, May the 7th, uh, at 4 o'clock at the Valley of Reading, uh, there will be a memorial service for Pete. So that's all right. So if they're looking it up for real, yeah, it's not called that on right. Google Maps. Just look up it's the Valley of Reading. It's called Scottish Rite. Scottish Rite uh, uh, Cathedral. Cathedral. Cathedral in Reading, Pennsylvania. You if you yeah. can't find Reading or West Reading, yeah. Reading. It is. It's, it's, can I can I point out though the, the most strange name for anything I've ever seen in masonry? The the Scottish Rite does a lot with literacy, and and specifically kids with dyslexia. Right. And so the town it's in is Reading, P-A, R-E-A-D-I-N-G. Not Reading. They have the Reading Center for Reading. Or is it the Reading Center for, for reading? reading? I just, I can't, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. And I can just imagine going like, uh, I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's from England. That's, it's from, that's right. Right, right. That's it's right. English, you know. All right. Well, we're going to take another break, and we'll come back and wrap things up with our guest, David Newell. In Masonic News Today, Universal Co-Masonry has announced the creation of a new lodge in Columbia, South Carolina. Expected shenanigans of jurisdictional arguments will rival those of ancients and moderns. In a related story, regionally famous podcaster Larry Maris will be moving back to South Carolina and will be petitioning for a transfer of membership. That's the Masonic News. So mote it was. You know what time it is? It's time for me to see the friends at home in the magic mirror. Romper bomper, stomper boo, tell me, tell me, tell me do. Magic mirror, tell me today, did all my friends have fun at play? All my friends had fun today. I see David's having a special day today. I see Rick Barr and Ian Graham and Sean DeRose and Greg Hess. Marion Humphreys, I, I, I. Gerald Joe Marcus, Steve Morrison, Ben Sheets. We're not going to talk about Heather Calloway. <laughs> Ryan Lamb, Larry, send her a book. And our buds at Masonic at Refreshment at Refreshment Masonic Video Podcast. Vivat, vivat, vivat. vivat. Yes. We love you, boys. Yes. So that was the first. Uh, drop of a new segment we have called uh they'll figure it out jack's masonic tier what do we say what you, i don't even know Whatever. what that is Playhouse. it's the thing it's romper yeah. room it's romper room i see you out there with that's your magic right mirror. so uh, anyway thank you all for uh chiming in on our facebook page uh, this morning uh, a couple of items for housekeeping uh, as we had previously announced 
Um, earlier this year, we paused our Patreon contributions uh, while we were trying to figure out what we were going to do. Um, we've now kind of figured out what to do. So starting May 1st, uh, we want to thank our Patreons for their continued support. And so you'll start to see that charge popping up again. Many thanks uh, to each one of you for keeping this show going. And um, again, we just we, we greatly appreciate that. Um, Jack, was there something else that we wanted to probably cover? Master electrician Scott Helm. Oh yes, we ah, should talk about we should talk about all of our one of our favorite. No, but let's talk about let's Scott talk about Helm Scott specifically. Yes. yes. So the last time we heard from that uh, drop, Larry was being electrocuted. Um, <laughs> so um, we're trying to we're trying to get the studio rewired after. Um, <laughs> recording that uh, little drop, uh, but our brother Scott Helm Electric uh, is a show sponsor, and so for any and all of your electrical needs, uh, you can uh, give Scott a call in Central Pennsylvania. Probably if you're in Florida or Texas, it's going to be a he was a critical part of of uh, getting the studio finished. Yes, off. he was. Yeah, he's yes, still, he we've was. We've got so many outlets here. I don't know what the, it just looks like holes in the wall. So and check him out on his website and uh, Larry. Yeah, yeah, that's S J Helm. How do you contact him? Well, that's what. The, What's his phone number? I'm not giving you his phone number. You can look it up. That's that's his, yeah. S J Helm. Because we don't have it handy. <laughs> well, wait, we do. Hey Siri. <laughs> Find Scott Helm Electric. Everybody who's listening's phone just, <laughs> just blew up. <laughs> anyway, it's uh, S.J. Helm. Anyway, yes. S.J. Helm Electric. Yes. Um, and we thank Scott, um, Scott for, yes, we do. for all his support. What, uh, what have we got going on Masonically coming up in the what? next few weeks? Larry. What? <laughs> what did I just say? <laughs> What have who's, who's you thinking? got going masonically in the next couple of weeks? Not much. Thank you. Okay. Jack. <laughs> I, I want to first find out who's dinging. Right, not me. me. Somebody's dinging. Larry. Larold, oh, turn off the ESPN. Wait, updates. what do I have going on? Because I have, I have notes written. Wait, I have to get to my notes page. Okay. Coming up. Uh, at Effort of Lodge, we have a couple of thirds, um, Mike Kovac and Daniel Comac, uh, Kamak. Um, yeah, I had to keep that straight for four months. Um, great guys. New Masons here in Pennsylvania. Um, they have just um, uh, demonstrated their desire. Uh, they, they learned all the proficiency for the second degree in about a week and a half. Um, so they banged it out. Um, so they're eligible to progress to the Master Mason degree. Um, and uh, they will be doing that on the 20th of April, 2023. So depending on when you listen to this, if you'd like to come out and be with us, please do. Um, I have uh, operatives um, uh, meeting coming up. Um, and, and for somehow or another, and I blame Seth Anthony for this, because he, he creates all these new bodies mm -hmm. and then has them meet on the fifth whatever day. Right. Uh, so I have like 11... Uh, meetings that happen on the fifth day of every month or, mm -hmm. you know so we have operatives uh junto council amd we have ubar grotto on the 29th and pete's event on may the 7th so it's going to be a very busy time 
um, please do come out. Consider coming out. If you're a reg- regular listener to the podcast, um, I know that we've got people. We actually, I, I heard from one fellow, uh, a listener to the show, he will be flying in from Arizona to pay his tributes to Pete. Um, so that's, this is not a small thing. Um, and we appreciate all of you and your love for him uh, and your conti- continued support for us. So uh, that's, uh, that's what we got. And uh, David, what what does what your travel schedule look like? Well, uh, tomorrow night, uh, I should say on the 13th, uh, Effort of Lodge will be having an entered apprentice degree. Ah, that's right, yes. And conflicting on the 20th, uh, Chapter 43 Royal Arch Masons will be having uh, a degree, Most Excellent Master. And I think I'll just... Which is a very cool degree. Oh, it really is. is. Yeah. really is. That's all right. about all I have. Jake, how about you? Uh, I've got a lot of the things Jack mentioned. I'm going to be at uh, Ubar, of course, uh, Pete's event. Um, I'm going to try to get to some degree work as much as I can. And uh, I think I'm back here in two weeks, maybe. You are. Okay. Come, come tomorrow night. There you I, go. I will try to come tomorrow night, Dave. Yes. Josh. Uh, I really don't have too much coming up. Just work and podcast. I, of course, will be at, at Pete's event. Um, but yeah, great. Um, upcoming for me on the 17th, Harrisburg council number seven, uh, will be having its stated meeting. Uh, last month I was, uh, installed as deputy illustrious master in that, uh, August body. Uh, so we're looking forward to a great year with that on Tuesday, the 18th, I will be attending the Lancaster Lodge of Perfection reunion. Uh, Larry, are you working stage crew on that? No. No? I'm, I'm finished with that. I, no. Okay. Physically, I can't handle You could be a anymore. greeter. No, I'm not going to do that either. Come for dinner? No. Okay. Well, all right. On the 19th, uh, Eureka West Shore Lodge number 302 will be having its past master dinner at the Appalachian Brewing Company on Carlisle Pike. That's always a fun event. Um, on the 20th, I will be visiting Teutonia Lodge. And then adding to uh, Jack's point about uh, all these other bodies upcoming, uh, York Rate Capital, for, uh, Capital First Capital uh, York Rate College will be meeting. Uh, the operatives will be meeting. The council deliberation will be meeting. Um, and then on the 23rd, there will be Ubar Grotto will be having its April meeting at John Wright Restaurant in Wrightsville. So a busy few weeks ahead in the Masonic world. Um, Larry, did you feed those chickens earlier? No. You didn't? No. Uh Uh-oh. Well, let them out. (laughs) Special thanks to... My voice didn't get any better with that tea. Special thanks to... That's awfully loud. (laughs) Thanks, Cornbread. You didn't feed them earlier. (laughs) Special thanks to Everett Lodge 665 for allowing us to continue to do the show here month after month after month after month. Thank you, Ever. To uh, Josh Lamberton, our producer and director. I've got this stuff abbreviated. I don't even know what the hell this is anymore. <laughs> I'm telling you, we had a <laughs> to, medical event to occur ja- tonight. To Jack Harley, our news director. Tim Dedman, our marketing director. Censorship. To Michelle Snyder, Doug Madden for Austin Schiffler, our Masonic Light 
podcast contributors. Shifrin. Shif- Shifrin. Oh, my Shifrin. God. Shifrin. S-H-I-F-F-L-E-R. No. R-I-N. Incorrect. Is that a Incorrect. R-I-N. Austin, you probably will never talk. You got anything from him lately? Finish. I think I still got one. Okay. Okay. Good. Good. And to our listeners who always make doing this show worthwhile... This is Larry Maris. Thanks for listening. This is Tim. Good night. Hey, thanks for nothing, Larry. <laughs> I was promised jokes. <laughs> if, you, if we just try. Hey, have fun. Yeah. Do good. That's right. <laughs>